Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you. More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 990. Today we hear from Nicole, who asks, I have a tip to share that I just came across. I'm not sure if you do this or not. My chapter 6 had ballooned to 20-some pages since I'd first set the chapters. I divided it up into three new chapters, but rather than reordering the chapters multiple times during my developmental edit, the new divides are chapters 6a, 6b, and 6c. I'm doing my first read-through of the entire story since it was written in June. When I finish, and hopefully know what new scenes need written, I can go through and renumber the chapters. Do you do this sort of thing, or are there other workarounds? I, I don't. Um, I never set my chapters until I'm writing them. I've, I manage chapters one of basically three ways. I either do a chapter per scene, and the chapter goes on as long as it needs to, which means that in books where I'm doing this, sometimes I'll have chapters that are 500 words long, and sometimes, occasionally, I'll turn out a 20,000-word chapter. And when... And then his editor will yell at him and say, make this shorter. And she'll yell at me and say, make this sor shorter, and I say no, and it goes out as is. <laughs> Um, it's only happened a couple of times, but those times it's just been it's been that kind of chapter, and it's had to happen. Um, another way I do it is I'll designate a chapter to cover a specific time period or sequence of events as opposed to a single event. And when I'm doing that, I do try to lim I I try to set a hard limit for myself. It's usually six thousand words is as long as I'll let it go, but I'll shoot for three to five. And then if I'm telling. Uh, telling something a little more straightforward, like my juveniles or like the Suave Rob books or something with that kind of structure, I just do three to 5,000 word chapters, period. And when I get to the word length, I've done it enough that I just have a feeling, okay, it's starting to get long, it's time to start looking for a place to end the chapter, and I will end it on the nearest available cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to edit this stuff, so you should talk, too. For you, you don't seem to, to bother numbering them until you're towards the end. Well, no, I, as, as I'm writing, I'll do chapter one chap on books that have chapter numbers. I'll just go sequentially. Actually, now that I think about it, sometimes part of the editing process is correcting the chapter numbers mm -hmm. and making sure that you don't have three chapter tens yep. and no chapter... 11. Um, another strategy you have that seems to come out of the pulp era is um, depending on the pacing of the, of the novel and also whether you plan to podcast it, uh -huh. you will try to make chapters that are the right length to podcast in 30-minute episodes. Right, which is where the three to 5,000 word will right. come from. And Lantham is just chaptered weird. Lantham doesn't have chapter numbers, they're just Mm -hmm. um, they're just dated sections. Yeah, date and timestamp. Yeah. 
um, because the Lantham books so far all take place um, in very concentrated bursts over a couple of days, and the ones that take place um, over months, they they're very stochastic, so there'll be a few days of intense activity on a case, and then it'll go cold, and we'll skip several months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I talk a lot about how music informs the way that I write, and this is one of the way. I, I listen for the tune, and when it's time to go from a stanza to a chorus or something, I just cut. And I look as often as I can for the nearest available cliffhanger. And sometimes it's not an actual cliffhanger, but it's sort of a... A, a emotional zinger or something, but whatever it is, I make sure that it doesn't feel like it's over. It feels like, oh no, something's coming. And that's kind of what I do. Um, can you recall if I've ever had a situation where I wrote something and then we said there's a missing chapter and I've had to go back in? Um, you're actually doing that right now with uh, Death Flight. Am I? Uh, yeah. When you did the read-through recently, mm-hmm. you said, I, I think I need some interstitial chapters. Oh, that's right. Um, I can't recall any place else. I mean, I know I accidentally, uh, left a book out of the, uh, of the big series. What right. podcast right. is predestination between the, uh, the, uh, preamble or whatever it was, the prologue and chapter one. Turns out there was a whole book missing there, so mm-hmm. um, I have gone back and done that, and that's, that's still a project, and we've got to, got to finish those. And But I can't think of any chapters that were just missing a whole chapter. Mm-hmm. Places where you've said, I, I, I need to expand this scene, I, I need another scene to explain this transition, blah, 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 but not, huh. There's a whole other chapter here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever broken existing chapters in half like Nicole's doing. Mm-hmm. Though I wouldn't swear to it. Um, I think in, in the early books that you, went, that you podcast, you made an effort to break up the chapters into podcast length. Right, but I didn't do that in the manuscript. I just did that for the recording. Okay. Interesting question, though. Thank you very much, Nicole, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021, J. Daniel Sawyer, and the production is copyright 2021, Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners.